Welcome to the Frederick Democrats podcast, a production of the Frederick County Democratic Central Committee. I'm your host, Josh Kramer, and with me today is candidate for uh, state senate in District 4, uh, Jessica Douglas. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm so glad you're here. Um, I'm excited about uh, the prospects for Democrats in Senate District 4 this year. Um, and so I uh, wanted to ask you a few questions to learn about you and your campaign. So first off, uh, Jessica, could you talk a little bit about yourself, who you are, and what inspired you to decide to run for the state Senate this year? Thanks. Um, I am a high school English teacher. I'm a mom of four. I live in Mount Airy, Maryland. I saw the options for our state senator, which were none at the time I filed. We had the incumbent, and that was it. Um, and I just didn't think that was a good choice, to have no choice. So um, I filed so that voters in District 4 could have a choice and a choice of someone who would represent them regardless of who they voted for or what their values are, um, someone who would represent them honestly and with integrity. I think a lot of people in Senate District 4 are maybe feeling the same way as um, Senator Huff, you know, and I'm speaking for myself here, but I think, you know, I I think there are going to be a lot of Democrats that might agree with this sentiment that, you know, he... He is a uh, he, he works for Alec, and <laughs> you know it's it's I don't get the impression that he's really serving the people of District Four well, and that's why I, one of the reasons why I'm so excited that that you've decided to run. But you you talked about a little there about being a teacher, and so how has that experience prepared you for Annapolis? As a teacher, I have to interact with over 140 students every day, and not all of them are going to like me initially, and my first impression of them might also not be um, favorable. But we have to work together to a common goal to get them passing my class, graduating, um, communicating well and properly, which is, you know, what I'm trying to teach them to do in English class. And so we have to work together. And as someone who is goal-oriented, I look at these students and I'm, I'm willing to work with them and I am willing to do what I need to do to get them to see the value in what I'm trying to do for them. And I feel like if I can get 140 students on my side every day, even if it takes a little cajoling from time to time, I can certainly work with adults um, in the Senate on a regular basis. So uh, something else I wanted to ask you, though, um, what two things here, uh, things that you are most proud of um, in your personal life, but also in your professional life? Uh, Well, since we were just talking about my professional experience, I'll start there. Um, In my professional life, what I'm most proud of is my last job at Clarksburg High School. We lost a student to uh, cancer in 2011. And at that point, I just decided that we had to do something. His parents had reached out and said that if anybody wanted to donate or do something in Sam's memory, that we should donate to the Childhood Brain Tumor Foundation, uh, which is in 
Germantown, which helps families who are suffering uh, with this terrible disease uh, with costs and with counseling. And so I knew immediately that we had to do something. And so with my husband's help, we started the dance marathon at Clarksburg High School, which since its inception has raised at least $10,000 a year to donate to the Childhood Brain Tumor Foundation. That's something that I'm most proud of because not only, you know, was it a huge success, but um, it's something that really brought the community together and helped a family who was really hurting. Uh, I think they really appreciate our efforts and I'm still good friends with Sam's parents. And I'm, I'm just really proud that I could do something to help ease their pain. In my personal life, I'm most proud of, of course, my children. They are four boys. They are good boys. Now, Joey, the youngest, is five months old, so he's yet to be <laughs> tested. <laughs> But um, they're just good kids. And I, I'm going to brag here a little bit. I get calls from the school uh, telling me that my boys are helpful and that they're kind. And I just, that is all I want for them. And I'm just so proud that I could raise people to be good citizens, um, even in their elementary schools. So I'm just so excited to see what they're going to do in their futures. And I'm just so proud of them. One of the big things we, we really need to talk about is, you know, if, if you're elected and and hopefully you or uh, Sabrina, who's also running on the Democratic side, uh, that, that one of you uh, will be elected, what are some of your major concerns for the future of the state of Maryland? Uh, well, I look at I'm, I'm still learning. I'm doing my research and I'm talking to as many people as possible. Um, but it seems to always come back to three E's for me. Education, of course, as a teacher, um, economy and ecology. Maryland has a storied history of being number one in education um, for a long time. Uh, and only recently have we sort of fallen in those rankings um, across measurements. And, well, we ended up with a Republican governor. Right. <laughs> and, you know, there are definitely ways to work with um, the governor. However, our legislators definitely value education and they are passing budgets that are closer to what our needs are than what the governor is actually allocating. He is not spending the money that our legislators are making available. And I, I don't know why, but we need to pay our teachers better, to pay our paraeducators better because we need to attract them and we need good teachers to come to Maryland and stay in Maryland. And um, the only way to do that is to ensure that they can live a good life here um, and retire here as well. Uh, we also need to increase funding for school psychologists. There should be one in every school. We need to add um, counselors to every school. Counselors should not have a load of more than 150 students, and if wishes were horses, not more than 100 students. Kids are facing more crises now in social and emotional development than they ever have before, and there's there's a real need for school psychologists and school counselors who are highly qualified. And again, we need to pay them commensurate to their um, abilities and professional credentials. Uh, and you also mentioned uh, economy as one of your E's. Can you talk about that? Sure. Um, as we're moving forward, no one disagrees that we are having huge housing growth coming our way. Um, it's happening now, and it's projected for 
decades to come. We need to also make sure that we are building economic opportunities so that people who move here, work here, um, that they have opportunities to spend their leisure time and money here, um, not to mention, you know, preparing the infrastructure for these new residents. We can't wait until the new residents are here to build wider roads, to build bigger schools, to build more schools, and to hopefully even add um, public transit. These things are things we need to plan for and implement now um, so that we can build the economy in a way that mirrors our, our residents' uh, growth moving forward. And, and, and then uh, ecology. Right. Mo- uh, moving right along with that, as we grow, we need to make sure that we're doing it in an environmentally conscious way. All the people who live here in Maryland need to drink the water. We need to breathe the air. Um, we need to be very conscious of what we're doing to the land, to the air, to the water as we are building um, new homes and new economies, which, again, we should do. Um, I think that's a great benefit for everyone who lives here, but we need to do so with an eye to the future and doing it in a sustainable way. Uh, and so lastly, uh, anybody who would like to get involved in your campaign, uh, how can they do that? I have a website up uh, at douglas 4 senate the number 4com and click on the volunteer button. There are lots of opportunities there um, to knock on doors, to make phone calls, to write postcards, to put out yard signs, which I hope to be able to buy in a month or so when I have a little more funds. Um, but yes, please reach out. I could use more volunteers. The more the merrier. And uh, we'll make sure that the link to the campaign website gets put um, onto uh, onto this one after we post it and everything. So it'll be a nice, easy click for people to get to. <laughs> thanks. Uh, uh, well, uh, Jessica, thanks so much uh, for taking time out of your day to uh, record the podcast and um, looking forward to your campaign. Thank you so much for having me. And so just so everybody else knows, uh, the Frederick Democrats website is www.frederickdemocrats.org. I'd really encourage you to go to the website and click the button where it says Get Involved. Uh, There you'll find links to several, or well, really all of our clubs uh, around the county, including uh, the United Democrats of Frederick County, the Young Democrats of Frederick County, the Women's Democratic League, and and others. Uh, also, want to talk about Club Blue, and Club Blue is our is a fundraising initiative that we have. We're asking people to give small donations, a recurring small donation of ten dollars a month. Uh, this money will go to help Democrats uh, get elected. All of that money goes towards helping our candidates uh, and our nominees uh, in, in the summer and, and fall heading up to the election. So really hope that you'll consider joining Club Blue. There's a link to it, uh, again, at the frederickdemocrats.org website when you click Get Involved. Uh, I've been Josh Kramer, and the music for this podcast was written and performed by David Fitzwater. Thanks so much for listening. Mm-hmm.